Welcome back to another episode of Viper's Take. I'm the host, Ryan Smith, a.k.a. DJ Viper. Thanks to everyone who was able to watch my latest episode. If you happen to miss it, you can find it by searching up on Spotify or YouTube, Viper's Take. Or you can also find it on my IGTV at RJS underscore 2021. I am pleased to announce my next guest, DJ Slink, today. Jersey Club which is a bass-heavy hybrid of hip-hop and electric dance music for which DJ Slink best described it as a more urban take to dance music with chopped vocals and breaks. Whatever that case may be, is more than just another SoundCloud buzz genre. Its sound is deeply rooted in Jersey. A New Jersey native DJ Slink has swiftly become a thriving titan in its scene. He took the reins as Jersey Club's first global star, spreading the genre from humble beginnings in Newark's DIY party spaces to international culture hotspots like London, Paris, Milan, and Oslo, not to mention mainstream attention from MTV, Spin, Vice, and more. After shooting to post EDM stardom with a collaborative EP on Fool's Go with Foster Damis, soundtracking Paris runways for Alexander Wang and Rick Owens, and playing festivals all around the globe, Slink is entering the next chapter of his career. The Oslo Records boss man Skrillex sought out Slink's diverse club sound and added him to an amazing repertoire of electronic roster. Slink has since continued to release amazing tracks and collaborate with some of the biggest artists in the business, like Skrillex and Whale, Fetty Wap, Doja Cat, and most recently Marshmallow. He has even been outspoken about the inequalities in dance music and has been leading the charge for change with questions like, how can we be legends if they don't give us a chance? Without further ado, Let's give a warm welcome to the Jersey Club King himself, DJ Sling. Yes, nice sir. to have you here, man. What's going on, Ryan? I'm glad you got me here, man. It's always a lot to speak about. Always want to be informative and wanting to teach people new things and about new genres and just how to make a change, you know, with everything going on in the world today. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. So let, let's get started here. So what made you really tap into DJing? Like start producing your own mi music, mixes, edits? Was there a passion at a young age that, or did someone like influence you? I mean, it was a little bit of both. It was definitely like a passion because uh, I was always around a lot of people that, that have done music. Uh, I mean, I was also just like coming up, I was into sports and stuff like that. So that was like one of my main passions. But besides sports, when I would go out and things like that, I would bump into like the OGs of Jersey Club, like DJ Tamil, DJ Tim Dollar, Stuff like that. This was the music that we were listening to, you know, going out. So when I met those guys, um, when I wanted to do something else besides play basketball, uh, it was a blessing. And, um, it, like, we linked up, you know, and it was, like, really love from the, from the gate. You know what I'm saying? So I wound up really just, like, super, like, getting into music. So I wanted to move on to um, the next question about, Kind of talking about all the different edits and remixes and stuff you have done. So what what do you think has been your hardest one and what has been your favorite one so far? Slink, you there? Yep. I was just thinking about something out of all the music, like specifically like edits, remixes that you've done like with Doja Cat Streets, what do you find, what has been like the hardest one you've done just based on the beats you're kind of making out of them? 
And which one has been your favorite, either if it's with who you collabed with or it's like its style? The hardest one. I don't think anything was hard. I'll just call it a small challenge, bro. I'll just call it a small sure. challenge. Because um, answer. <laughs> always just anything that's put in front of me, bro, I always go crazy. You know, even if it might take a little second, it may take a while, I always find a way to go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I I just line shit up, bro. I just be ready. You know what I'm saying? To just go hard. Uh, but a challenge had to be, uh, I'll just, I'll just tell you like the Doja Cat record, for instance, because I did the record and then my laptop got broke. So wow. I had a new laptop and I had to memorize, I had to memorize what I did, which is just regular. Um, let's just say right now that I'm here on a podcast with you and you say, yo, Slink, um, remix this song and I remix it. Let's just say something happened. You know what I'm saying? I still know what I did in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally yeah. know what I did in my mind. So there's no issues, no problem. But I had to, like, re-get the stems for the Doja Cat thing. And, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Super crazy. So I just had to memorize everything that I did piece to piece to piece to piece. And I wound up doing it the same exact way. And it even sounded better, you know. So, I mean, nothing, nothing's too crazy for me, bro. I, I'm a vet. You know, I, I get this shit done. Like, I get it done. Yeah, that, that I mean, you better. Sh I mean, if you're a vet, you you really gotta gotta know what you're doing. And um, yeah. kind of segueing from that, like out of those like edits and remixes, and that, like based on what you're producing, how would you really define your style and approach? I know Jersey Club King is your big nickname, and like that's kind of the music you're doing. But what makes it more than that subgenre? Like, why is what you're doing really special? I'm I just know how to click with you. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference besides just, which is music. You know, you got to know how to talk to people, you know, shit like that. But um, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I come from a Jersey club background, stuff like that. But I also know that where I'm from, North New Jersey, we was definitely like invested in a lot of house music, you know, stuff like that, like Carrie Chandler, you know, people at the Zanzibar and stuff. So I'm fully educated on all that. So I try to just mix up um, the different genres, just trying to add another lane. You know, because things get old. Um, I'm not trying to have things get old, but, you know, I'm trying to, like, explore and just piece together every kind of music with Jersey Club music. And that's what kind of departed me from a lot of people. And even, like, people in pop music and uh, just the people that was doing a regular Jersey Club, they actually learned from me. It was like, yo, this shit actually hot. Like, let me keep doing it. So I think I really, like, evolved the genre. Yeah, and based on what you're saying there, seeing how successful really you are, really how DJ Slink is, what would you say is like the most rewarding part of being a DJ? Is it just playing in front of thousands of people, collaborating with some of the best musicians? Like, what would you say is the most rewarding part? Yeah, The most rewarding part is just literally uh, making people happy. Like, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's having a bad day, they could just go, and let me go on Spotify, let me go on SoundCloud, let me go on YouTube. You tell me DJ Slink, put your back into it or something. They're going to turn up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the most rewarding part is just knowing that somebody's having a bad day. I can be that artist, producer that can just change their whole mindset. Bro. You know, and I think that's the most important part about, you know, what I do. I just like to make people happy. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, with, either with this podcast, try to, like, talk to people. Anything's possible. You can reach out to DJ Slink. You can reach out to anybody. And mm -hmm. you never know who's going to be able to tune in and saying, like, oh, I wish I was Ryan. Wish I started my own thing. Like, 
it can come on here or it can come on when I'm on the golf course caddying for like people like yeah. they could have a bad day their business could have lost half their stock or whatever but I'm able to communicate with them and they have a bad shot or whatever I'm able to still joke along with it I say I shank shots too so like <laughs> um yeah like, I, I try to communicate with anything that they say and um that's how it goes but um knowing like that you're able to talk about the rewarding parts of DJing, you obviously have to have those skills to get rewarded. So kind of like, what are those skills and attributes you think that a successful DJ needs to have? Is it like your stage presence? Is it being marketable? Like how have you I become mean, successful? How, I mean, the way I've came successful is like really just knowing how to talk to people. I feel like a lot of people don't know how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Like some people might get copied. If they were me and be like, man, listen, I'm this person and I'm that person. I don't got to talk to nobody. I don't got to do this. I don't got to do that. Uh, I think what brought me a long way is like, I'm down to earth, bro. like super down to earth. Like I'm not like cocky about anything. You know what I'm saying? Because as far as you could be hot, you could fall off that quick too. But people won't give a F about you, you know? So people just really need to be humble and continue to work, you know? Um, some people think that, oh, they did this, they did that. They could just live off that. Nah, you gotta keep on, you know? So I just think me being humble, the humble person I am, and just keeping my head down and still working, that's what makes me like the people champ, I guess, or just like get along with everybody or just depart from a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And um, my next question I was gonna ask was, I know a lot of people, especially DJs, everybody has their own ego. Everybody like, has their own style of things and they sometimes don't like to share about their setbacks or their disappointments. But um, what, what has been that like biggest failure or disappointment? Was it like, how are you able to stay perseverant during COVID? Like, how are you able to still maintain something of that caliber where the music business basically like collapsed is non-existent. You kind of had to work back in the studio, trying to get subs, trying to get views somehow. Um, and how are you able to like overcome setbacks like that? I mean, I feel like the way I was able to overcome that and beat that was just still keeping my head down. You know, if I'm not touring, that's fine, even though that's, you know, where the most money is made and things like that. I still continue to make music. I still continue to be a force where I want to speak out about certain things, you know, with, with what was going on. Um, so, man, it was just, it's just stuff I did back in the day, too, like, a lot of things saved me because of stuff I did. Like, what back in the day, I was collecting royalties. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, me being like, that's the main job that I had. You know, collecting royalties when we're not traveling was the best thing that really happened. You know, if it wasn't for that. I mean, I had a little something put up. You know, got, I had money put up. But I'm just saying, to keep things coming, it was those royalties. You know, and people need to pay attention to that. And they need to pay attention to their paperwork. It seems they don't because when things happen like COVID, you better have your, you know, your stuff together, you know. Um, so it was, it was just that, just, just, just knowing the business, bro, knowing the business, and because things like this happen, things like COVID happen, you know, and you don't want to be out the loop. Um, but I stay busy with production. To answer your question, I stay busy with production, bro, and just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. That's all. Yeah, definitely. And kind of going off that, the music industry has or could be changed forever because of how COVID kind of impacted like the entertainment business. 
So where do you see music headed? In? Are you considering other like revenue streams? Like you see like um, DJs going to TikTok, creating shorts. They don't have to create long mixes to generate revenue. Um, like Instagram reels, stuff in different marketable tools where you don't have to send out a mix. You don't have to send out like a prolonged kind of curation of what you're doing. You can make money that quickly, but then it, you have to be more precise with it because it's like 30 seconds long. So like, like how has COVID affected you and the music industry and where do you see it headed? I mean, pretty much uh, just COVID just taught me to, you know, always stay on point, always stay on my toes you know, always try to stay ahead of the game. Like I said, because anything can happen. It really doesn't matter at this point. You know, COVID shocked everybody. So it's like, damn, like, we really can't go outside? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, a week go by, we're like, for real? And then, like, a month go by, we're like, seriously? You know, then, like, five months go by, we're like, oh, this is real. This is real. You know, it's like, what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to do? Um, I think because of the corona, because of COVID happened, I think people are just going to be cautious. I think even still when Corona so uh, um, clears up, we still might be cautious. We still might be wearing masks. You know what I'm saying? Just to not spread anything. I mean, I remember a while ago before COVID anything, when I went to China, a lot of people been wearing masks. And like one person told me, oh, that's when they get plastic surgery, they wear masks, this and that, or if they have a cold. You know, I think, I think that's a great idea. So I just think people need to take heed to when they are sick. When, when COVID is over, you know what I'm saying? They need to still wear a mask, you know, just to protect anything, you know? Um, but I kind of see it still, even when we're outside, I kind of still see uh, artists still doing virtual things, you know? Maybe we can't get out a weekend, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it's like, you don't want to go to the movies, you can watch Netflix. Uh, I feel like it's going to be something like that. You don't want to go out, you still could catch somebody virtual. You know, so I feel like that's what it probably taught us a bit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like, just always be ready for anything. That's true. Definitely. I um wanted to segue kind of out of the little morbid and depressing stuff um, and kind of go into more <laughs> intriguing, fun questions. Um, So one of them, I'll hit you with it, is um, I took an American popular music class during COVID. So I learned like a lot of music genre, like anything from jazz to rock and roll from like, contemporary music um yep. and we talked like everything from like the late 19th centuries to all the way to like the 1980s and so forth so with there's such a library of music so i have a good question for you if you could okay. be stuck in just one decade of music what would it be and why uh, i would have to say if i could be stuck anywhere in a certain time or decade of music it, it might be this decade, bro, because, man, listen, I, I'm, I can control things at this time. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I wouldn't choose nowhere but here. You know what I'm saying? Even like you said, like, you can go back. You can do this. I want to be present right now. I want to do, exactly yeah. right do exactly what I'm doing right now. I want to do exactly what I'm doing right now because people don't understand it right now. I know they definitely want to understand it back then. You know, I'm, I like to think futuristically like just like to try to be above everybody you know what i'm saying or think thinking farther than everybody so i'll be right here right now like 2021 i'll be right here i would want to be right here yeah I, I love the music that's coming out right now there could be 
a lot of haters out there saying, oh, they're not really creating stuff. Like I, I talked to a DJ, um, like a friend of mine who we, we kind of had the conversation, like you see the Carl Coxes, the people who've been standing up there 10, 12 hours, really going ham on the old professional turntables and this and that. And then now people are making TikTok shorts on just like different controllers that are technology, technologically enhanced. And you're like, people are like, well, how's that music? Well, it's different because you're using technology, but you're still being original. So to like answer that question, like decade of music, I would go back to the 2010s um, just because that's when I grow up. And that's where, where I started to see dance music evolve, where it, it started becoming mainstream in terms of when you turn the radio on LMFAO, uh, Cobra Starships, uh, all these different groups. Yeah, like, you know about that, man. You know about that, man. You know about Cobra Starship. What you know about that? I don't know. They went there with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, uh, for sure, though. Even like, you know, Jim Class Arrows and like, yeah, hey, Charlie McCoy's. And, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. It actually, like, take me back a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, a beautiful. Like I, I kind of have to know that music. I mean, I play for kids and that, so like, I, I want to think I know it. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course, of yeah. course. And then I know you, you. You now are building that repertoire of collabs and musicians you've been working with. So I know there's still a bunch. It's a big game. You could collaborate with rappers, anybody who's like mainstream. If if you can name or rattle off a couple DJs or rappers or anybody you who's influential right now to you. Who would you want to work with? Kanye. Because uh, he's crazy like me. Crazy in a good way. Uh, Kid Cudi, for sure. Uh, Travis McCoy, for sure. Uh, Skrillex, again. That's big bro right there. Probably Madonna, just because. And then I would just also like to just challenge myself. So that's that's the, those are the people, man. It's always, it's always supposed to be you against you. You're always supposed to challenge yourself. So that's why I said me as the last person. I want to work with I want to work with and against I'll answer the question too so uh my number one choice um is Fisher I love him I love how he just like flaps his wrists around and his like Instagram and whatever he's doing with his personality and his is like mother is also outrageous just like himself so I know how that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree kind of mentality here and would love to open up actually one of my friends actually had a shot to open up for Fisher Mm-hmm. He was really losing it, um, but he didn't end up getting it. I guess some happened, but if Fisher's my number one, um, I love um, this group out of uh, France. They're called Polo and Pawn. They do a lot of like French infusion kind of music. And when you're collaborating with like artists like Chris Lake and other people in the game, what was the mentality when Marshmallow was like, hey, you want to you wanna work with me on this track? I mean, like, it was like, awesome. it is what it is. You know, I was like, I got to show my ass. You know what I'm saying? I got to go up. I got to tweak, you know? Um, and I'm always ready and loaded up for some shit like that. Like, it was dope, you know, but I can't spend too much time dwelling on, like, I, I want to suck it in. Like, okay, damn, this person's trying to work on me. But, man, I don't spend a lot of time doing it. I'm like, yo, I know what's important. I got to, you know, impress them, you know, and impress myself as well. But it's also just very surreal. I'm like, damn, like, like really? They want to work with me? Like, Sometimes you think you might be invisible sometimes. Like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, I know I'm not invisible, but everybody got their own stuff going on. You know, uh, just because somebody's not messaging you or anything like that don't mean they ain't paying attention. A lot of people always paying attention, bro. 
And um, that's my advice to get it too. Like, you got to just keep going for yourself. You never know who's paying attention. I remember when I first met Skrillex, he's like, I'm a big fan. I was like, <laughs> you know, you talking about me, bro? He's like, yeah, man, I watch all your YouTube from 2008. This and that. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, wow. I'm like, mind blown. I'm like, wow. But I couldn't get caught up in that. Some people get caught up in that and they feel like, yo, I'm mad because this person said that. No, better go hard. Better still go hard. You know what I'm saying? Just because that person said that, that don't mean you stop going hard. You're not supposed to sit there and be like, I made it. You're always supposed to sit there and say, man, there's always more work to do. Yeah, for sure. That goes with my podcast as well. I, I, I reached out to local artists. Like I started with SoundCloud rappers, local like DJs who play wedding, bar mitzvahs and that. I'm like, I'm starting my own podcast. How can I differentiate myself? I really think if I put my mind and my work ethic to it, I, I can reach anybody. And I, I started reaching out to people on local radio stations, Q102, started racking up viewership and started having way more clout. And they were intrigued. I'm like, how can I push the bar further? I'm like, wow, DJ Slink, Jersey Club. I have a lot of friends who are from Jersey who play yeah. a lot of club and they influenced me to play. I'm like, who are the best in the game at that? I'm like, wow, DJ Slink, got to hit him up. And nice. here, here we are today, and I, I appreciate it, yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't forget that I got the radio show, too. So I'll be happy to That's mix fire. the radio. It's called Global Culture Radio. You know, um, I just feel like Jersey has went global a long time ago. Um, I, feel, I still feel like it slept on. Um and it's a lot of other like genres that slept on. So pretty much be just building this little source of the global culture radio is just to enhance people's vision and hearing on records that slept on, trying to show people new music. And where can they find this? Where where can uh, they find this uh, radio show? This is on Sirius XM um, channel 52 on Diplo's Revolution at 9 p.m. Eastern time, um, Sundays. You know, and uh, I think we've got a replay Wednesdays at 12. Yeah, tune in. Yeah, and wanted to ask a couple more questions if you have time. Um, kind of um, a little more general, but um, th this is a cool question to ask. Um, so, like, if you weren't a DJ, what would be, like, the profession or what job would you want to have? For one, I love to cook. So I would, be a, I would be a chef for sure. you got to try my chicken parmesan out. All right, please um, help me. My mom's pushing me real hard to cook. Uh, I definitely need your cooking. <laughs> oh my god, you might get kicked out if you don't get it together. Uh oh, oh no. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm gonna out a cookbook. I would either be into sports, even if I'm not actually playing. I'll be a coach because that's how much I love sports. You know, as far as basketball, um, maybe I can even be a motivational speaker. You never know. Um, but the top three things would be cooking sports or artists i'll be some type of artist and i feel like i will be some way connected in, in art you know what i'm saying whether it's music culinary sure. arts or just regular arts when it comes to drawing and painting and stuff like that so i'll be in in the art some type of way it's crazy i mean I, I mean i know i'm like a little too young to kind of say like i don't know where i'm going but like there are uh jobs that i did want to be but obviously um I'm not there yet or have the funding to do so, but like I always dreamed of being a professional golfer, whether it be looking up to Tiger Woods or hey. Phil Mickelson now, who 
is was 50 years old and, and can still win you could still play it means like you can have a longevity of a career and i love doing that yeah and that's like i'm just trying to be versatile like what i did my mentality this year was like connect with a bunch of people even if you're not into that field so i talked to kids from uc berkeley from stanford like kids who were at startups and i had no idea and they had the craziest of names talked mm -hmm. to companies in israel california um, I, I just recently talked to a wealth management gr group that helps with like high net worth individuals and successful artists like yourself manage money. And you never yeah. know that they might need your call. You might need to call me up for some reason and I'll okay. be able to help you in any way. And it's, it's crazy how, how like, how accepting, like how connected everything is, even if you're in a different field. Exactly. I mean, because I think it's all just working hard and hard work at the end of the day. You know, of course, it's hard work and talent, you know, but, you know, hard work beats talent any day. So you never know. Sure. I also wanted to talk a little bit more about, like, since you're successful and all that and kind of great at giving advice for people like who are like at the beginner stage or intermediate stage like me, who are still trying to promote themselves either as a DJ or just an artist, like anything culinary, any like, I know you can give general advice. Like, can you talk about your first gig, like your first, like, real experience in the field and what what kind of advice or um learning experience can you give our audience here my first real gig was in uh off texas at south by southwest and i didn't even realize you know they this is before i had like like a booking agency anything like that managers that person managing stuff like that but i got booked to go to Austin, texas it was a spot called plush it, it went crazy bro you literally got to go hard like the world is watching. You know, some people think because they got 300 followers, 500 followers, and stuff like that, that that, that people is not watching. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that go on Instagram right now and watch me but don't even like nothing. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm trying to go hard, uh, hard as I can at least, uh, networking with people like you, putting myself out there in clubs, pushing myself to make mixes that, I don't have to, I, I don't want to be like the DJ that just curates mix, makes mixes to just appeal to it. I want to play music in, in, in styles that I enjoy and blend them together in ways that another DJ doesn't do because I want to be authentic to myself of course. and then send it out and see what, if I can get acceptance. If not, just fix it. And I sent it out to one of the event promoters at Noto, one of the biggest clubs in Philly. Hey, Noto. Yeah, I know about yeah and yeah and he uh liked my mix and wanted me to potentially open up for vice tone or another dj um this summer i'm like wow i never thought i would have a shot like this and it's going to be hard because they operate on cdjs and that's uh time commitment that's also a lot of money and yeah. i just got to keep making the connections where i just put in my place where i'm grinding and i want to come in from not only a dj perspective but a podcast or something else where it's like, oh, I don't need Ryan to DJ, but he could come to podcast. He could come to market himself in a different way. And that's all I want to do. Like, yes, sir. not just be one dimensional, be multidimensional. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the most important part. man. So I, I think I answered, I asked a lot of questions. You gave great answers. I didn't know. Was there anything else you would like to tell our audience, either advice or obviously give the shout outs like, uh, Name yeah, all your socials and stuff so yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Miss Porsche, which is the vocalist on the Marshmallow track with me, uh, the Back It Up track. 
Um, she's somebody very prominent in the scene for Jersey Club. Um, I want everybody to check her out. You know, they can check me out on Instagram. Uh, DJ Slink with two eyes. DJ S L I I N K. That's DJ Slink for everything. I try to get to everything as much as I could. Maybe they can hit me up if they have. If they want to get a little bit more advice. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm always here to willing to work and just you know tell people things and do it as much as I could. You know, because I'm really a great person at the end of the day, and um. I just want people to turn up and just have their chance. Thank you so much, DJ Slink, for coming on. Jersey Club King here. You already Thank know. you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yes, I'll sir. talk to you soon. Okay. He just want to see me back it up. Back it up. Back it up.